In 1 Corinthians chapter 9, verse 27, Paul says, I discipline my body and make it my slave. You know, we often forget, guys, that God has called us to steward the bodies he gave us so that we'll be ready, healthy, and spiritually dangerous to fight the good fight, whether it's working at your job, serving your God, protecting your bride, or being a great dad to your kids. That's why we're so excited to partner with Mountain Tough Fitness Lab. Mountain Tough Fitness Lab is run by Christian men who are passionate about training you to be your best version and to stay dangerous and ready for God. Join me on my journey by going to mountaintough.com. That's M-T-N-T-O-U-G-H and getting your free six-week trial when you type in the code ARENA30. You won't be disappointed. Stay dangerous. I believe confession is one of the most manly things a guy can do. Confession takes what is in the darkness and instantly exposes it to light. And when you expose something to light, it begins to dissipate. It's not the critic who counts, not the man who points out how the strong man stumbles or where the doer of deeds could have done them better. The credit belongs to the man who was actually in the arena, whose face is marked by dust and sweat and blood. From Men in the Arena, it's Equipping Men in 10. Our conviction is to call you into the arena of manhood, call you out of the faceless, nameless bleachers, and call you up to be the best version of you. Because when a man gets it, everyone wins. Enjoy today's episode. Men in the Arena Army, we We salute salute you. you. Hey guys, thanks for listening to this episode of the Men in the Arena podcast. This is Equipping Men in 10. I'm Jim Ramos. I'm here with my co-host and partner in crime, Dale Culver. How you doing, man? I'm doing really good. Hey, guys, you're listening to part two of The Manliest Thing You Can Do. Enjoy this episode. All men will know that you're my disciples if you love one another, and so this is important. So mm-hmm. I don't. I know that you, you inspired me, Dale. You guys hung your Christmas lights early, so I thought, you know what? We're heading to Mexico for a, a Christmas vacation instead of doing presents, so let, uh, let's, let's put the lights up early. So I had all the lights up, which is my living hell, right? I mean, if, if I were to ever go to hell, Satan would hand me a strand of Christmas lights and go, hey, you, you get to do this for eternity. But I do it because I love Shanna, right? So I get all done with the house, and I have the upper level to do, and it's a real steep pitch, and you really can't do it alone. It's just not safe. So Colton came over. We got on the roof, and because he's 170 pounds and I'm 260, it works better if I... If he's tethered to me instead of me tethered to him, right? So right. I'm on the top of the roof, and I've got Colton tethered to the other end. He's about 15 feet away. He's hanging over a you know 25 foot edge, whatever, hanging the Christmas lights. And it was really interesting. Whenever he'd get close to the edge, he'd look back and go, "Dad, tighten the rope, Dad, tighten the rope, take out the slack," <laughs> because in doing so, he had security, mm-hmm. and he actually his security was true because I was guarding him from falling over the edge. I was literally his lifeline. Right. Confession works that way, right? Mm-hmm. So if I don't confess, it's a hangman's noose. If I do have brothers, one or two guys I confess to, it becomes a lifeline to me. And so we need these things, but but it doesn't become a lifeline unless we live by verse 9. If we confess our sins, he is faithful and just and will forgive us our sins and purify us from all unrighteousness. When I look at that verse, it does not stand alone. You have to take it contextually when looking at verses 5 through 10. When you look at verses 5 through 10, two camps are wrong. Two schools of thought are wrong. Catholics. I think Catholics are onto something. I think this confession is really a great concept. I think it's biblical. The problem, in my opinion, with Catholics, and I was born and raised Catholic. I still consider myself Catholic. 
because of my heritage, is that you're confessing to a priest. He's usually facing forward. He usually doesn't know your name. He may know your voice. He doesn't know your face. He may never talk to you again about it. He's not going to help you, and you're not getting forgiveness through confession to him, right? So so to me, I understand confessing to another human, but if you don't interact with that human and that human doesn't interact with you, it defeats the purpose, mm. especially in the context of verses 5 through 10 that we're looking at today. On the other side, we have the evangelical Protestant, quote, Christians, <laughs> who say, well, we don't have to confess to another person, we just confess to God. Well, in the context of this, that's completely asinine, because if you just confess to God, then you're confessing to a real, eternal, yet intangible being right. who's not going to call you out the way that your bros will. And so this verse says, confess your sins. It, in the context here is confess your sins to each other. Does that make sense? I mean, yeah. do you think I'm seeing that right? Yeah. I mean, and it so, takes something to humble yourself in front of people. It's a lot easier to confess to God or a yeah. priest than to people who can look at you and go, what? You did what? Yeah. So Proverbs 28, 13, it says, whenever or whoever conceals their sins does not prosper, but the one who confesses and renounces them finds mercy. Rod Handley, in our interview with Rod, said, accountability means I'm liable to be called to account for my life. It means I'm regularly answerable for key areas of my life to search certain people. It means I'm being held responsible for who I am and what I do. The purpose of accountability in one's life is nothing less than an attempt to become more Christ-like and grow more intimately in Him. So when it comes to confession, we need at least one guy in our life that we trust implicitly. You know, I serve on the board of directors for National Coalition of Ministries to Men, which is a phenomenal organization. It's the biggest coalition of men's ministries in the world. And every, twice a month on Wednesdays, we have a Zoom meeting, and we bring an expert in the field of manhood on, and he shares what he knows. And this week, we had the privilege of having Robert Lewis on, who did Authentic Manhood, Manhood Fraternity, mm -hmm. Better Man. He wrote the book Raising a Modern Day Night, and he has been partnering with Barna, and him and George Barna Research did some studies on manhood to understand, because you know, Robert's in his probably 60s now. And so he wants to see how do we reach these younger guys coming up. Right. And he found a wonderful statistic. They found this, that men with one confidant in their life, one guy they trust, are three times more satisfied with life. Mm. And then he also found those of those same men, 84% of those who have one confidant do not feel overwhelmed. Mm. And so that's so important that we have a guy that we can trust, good. that we can confess to. Uh, James 5.16, this verse brings so much life into my life. Therefore, confess your sins to each other and pray for each other so you may be healed. The prayer of a righteous man is powerful and effective. Now, this is really cool. So if you have an oxen, so an oxen, right? If you have an oxen hooked up to a, uh, you know, a yoke and you've got a trailer, how much do you think, Dale, that oxen can pull alone? Oh, not as much, for sure. Well, how much do you think it'd pull alone? <laughs> like, I don't know, the poundage. Four, it can pull four tons. Oh, four tons, okay. Four tons, that's a lot. But together... So together, you put two together, more. it's 22 tons. Yeah. So the synergy, the victory, the power mm -hmm. with two oxen linked up is is almost two times stronger or greater than alone. And so mm -hmm. this is that whole concept of we need to lock arms with our bros. And so... Here's what I recommended to guys, and just guys, if you, so we've got a rope that can act as a noose or a lifeline, 
And so last night we gave every guy a carabiner. This carabiner is rated for 2,645 pounds. And I went and bought a bunch of half-inch braided rope. And that braided rope, even though it looks bigger than the carabiner, it is only rated for 463 pounds. Isn't that funny? <laughs> so so I'm looking at these things, and I'm thinking, okay, this carabiner, it's made to hang stuff on. You hang stuff or you hold stuff with it. That's the only purpose of a carabiner, right? So what I tell guys is this. Find a guy that you trust or find a guy you think you can trust. And don't even think about it. Don't wait till the right time. Just spit out, confess your darkness, and let them hang in the air. Pretend like you're show, throwing them out. You're spitting them up on this carabiner. Just spit your sins out and let them hang there. And let that guy digest that for a second. And just wait and see, see what happens. I think we get too concerned as guys about what our bro is going to think. Don't worry about it. Just spit it out there and let the words hang in the air and let him process what you said. Nine times out of ten, he is struggling with the same thing you are. Right. Exactly <laughs> what I saw last night. Yes. Last night we walked to our tables and all the guys started confessing their sins. And they're like, oh, yeah, yep, 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 yep. You see their countenance on their face completely change because you could see in their faces they're struggling. And then once they say it, because you said it, they go, <sighs> Yeah, I shared my thing. My, I struggle with food. I struggle with lust. Well, I mean lust. I struggle with lust of women, right? Lust, food, and my words are my three big downfalls, right? Yeah. As soon as I shared that, all the walls broke down. Mm-hmm. And the, the guys were like, wow, you mean I have permission to confess? Mm-hmm. And I would say, guy, this. Not only do you have permission, but I would say that when you hang your sins in the air, let them sit there to those so those guys that trust you and you trust will deal with it and process it. I believe confession is one of the most manly things a guy can do. Confession takes what is in the darkness and instantly exposes it to light. Mm-hmm. And when you expose something to light, it begins to dissipate. Mm-hmm. So, so important. So, guys, uh, thanks for uh, taking the time to listen to this. Continue to give us your feedback. Uh, We've been hearing a lot from the wives. So, ladies, if you're listening to this and this is helping you uh, or helping you uh, with your marriage and you're seeing change your man, please let us know. We sure would appreciate that. And so, uh, Dale, why don't you drive us home, brother? Now, head on over to meninthearena.org and get your free copy of the field guide. This is a daily read for men. You can always pick up a physical copy through our website. And leave us a positive review on this podcast. You can always email us at info at if you're having trouble figuring out how to leave a review. Until next time, fill the wet sand on the arena floor. Hear the deafening roar of the crowd. Taste the sweetness of victory. Smell the stench of battle. Get in the game. Get dirty. Grind it out. And confess like a man. Equipping Men in 10 from Men in the Arena. If you hunger to be your best version, join us with thousands of men from around the world in one of our Men in the Arena forums. Join the forums on either Facebook or on the website at meninthearena.org. While you're on our website, remember to pick up your free electronic version of Jim's bathroom book for men, The Field Guide. Thank you for listening to this episode of Equipping Men in 10 from Men in the Arena. Remember, when a man gets it, everyone wins. 
What type of dad are you? Guys, in my 35 years of ministry, I've noticed that guys basically fall into two categories. And in those categories, there are four types of dad or four phases that you pass through as a dad. We just dropped an amazing quiz to help you discover what type of dad you are. Find out what type of father you are and get our custom resources fit to meet the needs and the questions you are asking. Head on over to menarena.org. Join 20,000 men for around the world and find out the type of dad you are.